Hello and welcome to Money Under Your Mattress. This is a podcast where I chat with freelancers, business owners and self-employed people on the realities of running their businesses. My wonderful guests share their honest experiences, the highs and lows and any advice they've picked up along the way. I hope the conversations give you some useful tips and that you enjoy listening. So today I'm joined by Georgia Thibodeau, who is an experienced marketer. Georgia has very recently gone freelance after 17 years of being employed. Uh, I've actually been badgering Georgia to come on the podcast for um, quite a while, really. And I've been so keen to get you on early so that you can talk about the realities of the first few weeks of being self-employed and what's involved whilst it's still fresh in your memory. So welcome, Georgia. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, I still don't have a clue. <laughs> what I'm doing? Um, the coffee morning um, networking thing that I went to earlier, I felt like I felt like such a fraud when I introduced myself because they said, "What what do you do?" And I said, "Oh, I'm a freelance marketer and copywriter." And then I thought, I don't know, that I can actually say that because nobody's paid me. <laughs> I don't like I yeah. It's still six weeks in. Six weeks in. Okay, I well, need to know. That's fine. And this is what it's all about, the honesty of like how, like what's been going on, how you're yeah. going and all that good stuff. So, um, and, and I used to work with Georgia and I can vouch that she's a seriously good, great actually marketeer. Um, so you might not have the age yet, but <laughs> I can sense the work will be quite marketing. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that's what we all need actually. So if you were chatting to a five-year-old and explaining to them what you do, how would you describe what work you're doing? See, my, I've got a six-year-old. He sort of asked what I did. And I said, basically, I go around. People do things, they provide services, they make things. And lots of people are brilliant at that, you know, being creative or providing a service. But they don't, they're not necessarily very good at telling people what they do. And that's what I do, is I go and tell people who are interested what, you know, all about this brilliant you know this person who makes these incredible mugs this one who runs these brilliant pilates classes a financial advisor who's fantastic to deal with doesn't sort of drown you in jargon see why i mean some basic marketing is telling people well the right people hopefully about what people are doing and sort of championing them their process their products their services their business and because, I mean, you know, as well as anyone, it's really hard to talk about yourself, to promote yes. yourself or your business. So that's what I do. Okay. Yeah, I think we're all too modest or or actually quite often, and we were chatting earlier, you might have a great skill set or a great business, but it doesn't mean that you're great at selling yourself or the marketing side of it. So that's where yeah. someone like you can yeah. can help. Whereas I have terrible business ideas. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'd be really good at, at promoting them. Yeah, so, you know, like my, so I had this brilliant idea um, for a women's plumbing. Okay. But purely because I went to school at Girls on Tap. And they <laughs> had a whole like the marketing dreams. Yeah, the, so I had a whole marketing side. I mean, I don't actually know how to do plumbing or any part of what's involved in that, but I had a way. The brand to, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, and sell things. <laughs> can't create them. Any other ideas in the pipeline? Like rent a sheep. <laughs> the other, where the genius plan that I was going to buy a sheep or two so I don't get lonely, keep them in the garden and rent them out for children's parties and, I mean, general fansies. And if people wanted an organic lawnmower, 
Yep. Um, they could rent the sheet, but um, when it, well, I mean, it didn't really get off off the ground because my husband wouldn't let me go. They said sheep up in the back of your car. Yeah, to go and collect fluffy <laughs> and fluffy too. So that went that went um, well. Died a quick death. I mean, so if anyone's selling a sheep in Redland. So in Bristol. Okay, yeah. Well, so I have to be able to walk to it to collect the sheep. I could start that. As, um, but yeah, again, I looked at um, buying rentsheep.co.uk. Okay. Thought about, you know, the, the ways to market it. Probably, though, at its core, not the most solid business plan. So for the time being, you're focusing in on your business being you as, and your skill set and everything in the world of writing and marketing. Yes. Okay. So... Talk to, so you were employed for a fair while with a large firm. What was your motivation for going self-employed and taking that jump? So a couple of things, really. I I loved what I did. So I was doing marketing, um, content marketing, uh, the messaging side of things and video um, for a big company. And I really loved what I did, the messaging side of it. But I didn't really love the business that I was working for anymore. It, so when I joined, it was quite a small company and I was really lucky that I got to sort of try out doing loads of different parts of marketing. And I really enjoyed that, but it sort of got, the business got to a size where it was really big. People had their sort of agendas, there's a lot of red tape. And I thought, well, I can take what I'm doing now and do that for much smaller businesses, which I really wanted to do. And also, I, I've got two small children and I thought I'm part-time at the moment. And I was part-time when I was working. And I thought, well, when the boys are a bit older, I want to go back to working full-time. I want to sort of lean into my career much more. And at that stage, I thought, I'm not going to know what what I really want to do because I've been really um, limited in the type of marketing that I've done because I've okay. only done it for a financial services firm. And I thought I want to basically do speed dating for, <laughs> the, for, for jobs. Okay. And... I thought, well, I do it if I do it now, and I can try lots of different things, work for loads of different businesses. I'm not being see why my skill set is much more financial services, but you know the principles of marketing apply across the board. Yeah, you can write, you yeah, can write well, and you can turn around, yeah, content, you know, really yeah, and I could do it with the FCA, sort of in highly regulated <laughs> environments. So actually, <laughs> list of list of rules um, and the fun police standing right there next to us. But so I thought if I if I can try lots of different things and then I can find out what, you know, if they if I like doing, you know, a real mix of things, or if actually i really love um, you know, writing for sort of one of the things I've been doing is grant applications. So okay. charities who are fundraising, writing to trust foundations and asking for money. And I've really, I've really enjoyed that. And that's obviously completely different to what I've done previously. So yeah, I kind of see it as speed dating for, for jobs. Okay, nice. I like that. No one's mentioned it in that way before. So that's um, it's interesting and different. And so we'll talk a bit more in a moment about the projects you've been working on over the last few weeks, if you're happy to. Um, but take us back. So you've had your last day in the office. Hopefully you've had like a suitable farewell, hurrah, bash. No, I totally <laughs> snuck out. I snuck out. I thought, it's my idea of hell. How about party about you? Yeah. Oh my God. The cringe. Um, no, I snuck out. Right. So you snuck out <laughs> from your last employer and you it's day one of being self-employed. 
what what's the admin? What's the process been like? What did you have to do to become self-employed? Or did you spend the first week just having cups of tea thinking, here I go? No, so I, um, classically, um, I love the start. I, I mean, I love a project. I mean, it's sort of renovating a house, having some kind of mad project. I love it. And so when, before I, before I handed in my notes, I decided that I was going to go freelance. And I thought, woo, this is brilliant, you know, super excited. And then I had, after about two days, probably after handing in my notice, I thought, oh my God, I've got a mortgage, I've got children. Like, I need to, what am I actually, what am I going to do? I need money, basically. Um, and also, I, I know that I don't handle being bored very well, like I have to be busy. So before I'd had my last day, I spoke to a few people and said, look, I'm planning on going freelance. Um, this is what I'm, I'm going to do can I do freelance work for you, marketing, copywriting, whatever, free, so that I can build up a portfolio because I had only had really limited experience. It wasn't okay. financial services. So um, I went to people I didn't mind working free for, which is charities and friends, okay. and said, how's about a bit of marketing? Um, and so I'd started that process so that on day one, I had sort of projects that were already going and so on day one the only thing I did was sort of panic blindly and take a really really cringy selfie to post on LinkedIn going oh my god what am I doing <laughs> I'm now self-employed um so on day one you've got that work and that at that point it's still unpaid work you're basically yeah. building your portfolio so yeah for you your priority one at the point of deciding to be self-employed is I've got this skill set. It's predominantly financial services. I need to build a portfolio of a broader range of areas. Yeah. So I'm going to do that for free. So you've you've got the, the work side again, which is good because if you are the sort of person who gets bored easily, at least you've ticked that box. I'm not bored. buying a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully keeping yourself occupied so you're not coming up with all sorts of other weird and wacky business ideas. Yeah. So what about um like the financial side? Or I've spoken to people about the admin side of a going freelance, like did you try and find an accountant? Did you think about banking? How did you work through that side of it? No, I didn't. I've got no, um, no. <laughs> this is a safe space. You can <laughs> yeah. say, i just broadcast my lack of tax planning. Um, no, so basically I've given myself a year. So I thought until Christmas, this is my time. I'm just going to say yes to everything. So if somebody says, can you have a crack at this? And I thought, you know, so somebody has asked me, would I help um, with promoting an adventure playground? And I thought, yeah, why not? Um, what, you know, helping with uh, promoting a local school, a, a Bristol Zoo project, okay, um, a arts charity, and a sort of friends' businesses. And I thought, until Christmas... I'm just going to say yes to stuff. Some I've managed to persuade one person to pay me. Um, but I, yeah, I thought I just need to say yes to stuff, meet people, start actually doing it. Okay. And not, and I was giving myself until Christmas to have this sort of financial breathing space. And then in the new year, focus much more on the money. Okay. Um, 
money, money, dirty <laughs> word, <laughs> dirty word. We yeah. have both worked in financial services. It should be much more. Yeah, I'm um, talking about money, money. Um, and then and give myself until June or it's sort of summer really next year. At that point, then I'll look at the business and say, "Am I earning enough?" Okay. Um, you know, I don't want to be. You know, I can't do. I can't pay my mortgage if I'm yeah. earning absolutely nothing. Um, am I still enjoying it? Does it work? Does it suit my lifestyle? And so give it that year, but the first sort of quarter, half year up until Christmas, I've, I'm not so worried about the money side of things um, because I knew that it would take a while to, to build up. So you've sort of worked on, you said that you love planning and you love a project. So you've yeah. got like a 12 month plan for giving this a go yeah you've got the first half where you, you've got a plan which is what you're doing now and then come the new year new george is in town demanding invoices <laughs> <laughs> demanding payment for services yeah basically that's it i'm going to go around sort of like menacing at people and hand out invoices but i didn't um i didn't expect to be walking into it that people would um you know that i put this sort of post on linkedin saying hi um I do marketing do you want some and so I thought I wasn't really expecting that I knew I'd have to kind of hustle I knew I'd have to go to this of networking events and do things like that and put myself out of there and I realistically I didn't think I was going to get paid work because it takes a while yeah like particularly in financial services like people are so cautious and there's so much regulation and Normally things move quite slowly. So that was my plan was financially I've got savings until Christmas, which is fine. Um, and then after Christmas, hopefully once I've got the hang of networking or <laughs> selling yourself. <laughs> no, maybe in a slightly less street cornery way, but promoting myself that then I would start, I would start to have money coming in. And then give myself six months of that to then properly assess. Okay. And you talked about, so, so you'll have that review in the summer. In your mind, what does success look like? So you've talked about it, if you're enjoying it, if it fits in with your lifestyle. Fran like, do you have a financial goal in terms of what it needs to be doing in order for you to justify staying self-employed? Or Yes. Um, it's, it's difficult because, see... So, like a lot of people will see my our biggest outgoings are the mortgage and childcare. Okay. So my younger son turns three in January and it's three, you get three hours childcare. Okay. Jo George is sort of looking at me because I don't have children yet. <laughs> so educate me, but <laughs> I'm also I'm speaking really slowly because I'm trying to remember the what the rules are. Yeah. Um so at the moment my non-earning phase is actually the most expensive time as well because we've got to pay like Oscar pay for yeah pay okay. for Oscar's childcare and um, and after um after he turns three we do you get sort of three hours to help with childcare so I've got sort of fudged the numbers slightly okay. by um what we're you know what I'm able to to earn to cover my share of outgoings will be slightly lower than it has been um when I was employed okay because we'll get the three hours and hopefully um you know in a couple of years he'll be in school as well and so that will be like the money that we need 
will be lower. Um, although, to be honest, my old one, like he gets the way he's getting through shoes, I'm reasonably sure he's like eating them. I think how much like children just cost a fortune to run. It's like having a horse. Um, but yeah, so I've got, I want to be, I know that I want to be earning what I was earning when I was salaried. Okay. That is, yeah, and so that's, that's my so that's my ultimate goal. Okay, but I don't have to be making that in June when I assess. I just have to think I'm on track. Yes, for okay. it. So that's really clear then. So you've got clear goals around: Can I be earning what I was when I was employed? Is this suiting my lifestyle? Am I enjoying it? If so, let's carry on. If not, then yeah, who have I speed dated? What do I enjoy the most? Yeah, not yeah. It's funny because it's really the. I love, like, this is, it's a bit tragic actually, but I love marketing and I, I, I mean, I, I was about to say I would do it for free, but I am doing it for free. But there are some businesses and some charities that I've been promoting and I think they're just absolutely fantastic. I would make sure job easy. Yeah, I know, it's totally believe in it. And when I started, um, when I started at Hogwarts Sansa, when I started and I moved into marketing, I was a one-woman marketing machine anyway because it was such a fantastic product and such fantastic business. Even before I joined the marketing side, I was there saying, you should transfer because you'll get your Lord's bonus, you'll get this, it's, you know, the best platform. Yeah, yeah and I, see, so I, I was already doing the marketing and and then I moved into the marketing team because they all got paid the most. <laughs> and um, this is, actually, this is terrible but in the in the building, the marketing team had the best cars, and so that's what drew you into that. Yeah, part. yeah, the way and you do love cars. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm complete petrol head, and I thought, hold on, the only Ferraris that are in the car park are owned by people in the marketing team. I must do marketing, and, and then it did not. You liked it, and you get it. <laughs> yeah, so that was lucky, and yeah. So I thought that's that's what that's what I want to do, and then I thought, oh my God, this is brilliant because all you have to do is chat about how something's fantastic, and I thought it was fantastic anyway, and I was already chatting about it. Just meant I had to type it rather that than lathering sure. onto people. So we've talked a bit around um, how you've got into marketing, how it's been going so far. Is there anything that's come up in these few weeks? So since you've been working these projects, that's surprised you or excited you? Anything that's been different in these first weeks of being self-employed? Yeah. So I. It probably hasn't surprised me, but it's something that I've realised that I really needed was I've got an incredible support network. Okay, so my husband has been absolutely championing me going freelance and I've got an incredible group of friends, yourself included, who are self-employed and doing brilliantly. And it's, it's very aspirational having sort of people who are successful and people who are um you're really impressed by around you and it makes sitting down at my desk and you know trying to promote myself or talk about you know going on LinkedIn and like, looking for because I've been looking for contract work as well okay um sending off those uh covering letters and CV and stuff I for me it's very motivating that I've got all these people around me mm-hmm. that are not only supporting me but also they're doing brilliantly themselves and I want to keep up yeah okay and um, with that so on days like today when it's sort of dark and vile outside and you just it's not the most motivating setup I thought actually nay I've got you know a friend who's sort of started this agency that's doing incredibly well and 
you know, other people who've got these brilliant businesses. And I thought I really, you know, it's very energizing. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess I didn't think I would need that so early on. (laughs) I thought that I would be absolutely buzzing for, you know, just the excitement of it for, for weeks and weeks. But actually it's, it's something that's really sustained me already. Okay. Is having people around who, yeah, I really look up to and who have been a great support for me. And actually, they've been through those experiences, perhaps. So when it gets to the more boring admin side of it, they'll be able to say, look at this. Have you tried this person? And so you've got those people yeah. around you. Yeah, people who can say, oh, I've got this accountant or, um, you know, I use this bank account or don't bother setting yourself up as a limited company. So seeing, okay, give yourself a break. Um, or one of my friends who's very good at pointing out what's tax deductible. <laughs> but you, you know, you really need to be smart yeah and you need that and you you need that group of people championing you yeah because you can't believe in yourself all the time it's bloody difficult yeah and you're right because actually we're going into like a pretty bleak time of year we're going into winter um but actually it's probably a good time to launch your business because then by the time you're looking for paid work, it's the start of the new year where people have, you know, set New Year's resolutions, they've got budgets available to pay. Whereas if you'd have gone freelance heading into the summer, yeah, you know, it's lovely outside, you might be feeling energised, but actually it's not always the best time to be trying to get business as a freelancer. So Yeah. And it's been really um it's been really good for me. So I had so going completely off topic, but I because I broke my foot in May. And um, because I was on crutches, I couldn't really look after my completely batty two-year-old. So he went into nursery full-time. So I had, and I was only working part-time, so I had a day a week over the summer to do this sort of gentle transition. And actually just doing one day a week over the summer, sort of starting, sort of putting out feelers and doing a bit of freelance work for charities was perfect because everyone's away nobody's doing anything everyone says you know you just get out of offices and people saying oh yeah but you know Bernard's in Ibiza like you can't (laughs) there is no Bernard but there's no like it's very difficult to sort of get things going in the summer so actually it was perfect for me being able to do a day a week as a sort of gentle build-up and now to kind of take a bit seriously when you know I the weather's disgusting and no one wants to leave the house anyway so it's easier to be down in the basement typing <laughs> and writing away exactly I can't I don't there's no there's no hint of thinking should I go out and do a bit of sunbathing or mow the lawn no distraction yeah no so given the experience you've had so far if someone's listening and thinking about going freelance themselves themselves what would be your two three tips that you'd share from your experience the see the the huge thing for me is my support network I I don't know I don't know how I don't know if maybe I'm not a sort of very sort of self-confident or self-motivated person but I don't know that I could start working for myself without having people to to talk to to um bounce ideas off to to look up to to think, do you know, I know that they really struggled with this and they're still going and I can do that as well. And to have a peer group that I really want to to keep up with. And it's very, I find that sort of very motivating. And also why, again, it's not really something you sort of pick off the shelf and copy a bit. I, I thought that they... I thought that the hardest thing to do was going to be the kind of the hustling and the, oh, 
do you want a bit of this but you know would you like some marketing or I could do that but actually I've been doing it for so long and I don't see it as selling myself um promoting yourself yeah I <laughs> and this is why I'm not like let's start anyway but I don't see it as sort of I don't I find it quite easy to sort of detach and I love what I do and so when I've met people at networking events or you know people have spoken to me about their marketing problems I you know I you know I met a lady earlier and I saw her website and I thought oh my god I need to like she needs a photo of herself she needs you know to do this and actually it's very um it's very easy for me to talk about it because I absolutely love what you do what I'm doing yeah um I just think I need to work on the getting paid <laughs> yeah <laughs> the other things but linked to that because so I guess if I were summarising what you've just said there, the second point I would take first is make sure you really love what you're doing. Yeah. Because when it's tough, that's going to really help see you through. And if you really love what you're doing, it will make it easier for you to promote yourself and, you know, yeah, and, and get the business. Um, the second part is about having that support network and surrounding yourself with people who are cheerleading you and, you know, going to boost you and give you that energy. And the yeah. third thing that we, we talked on earlier on is this giving yourself a safety buffer like in the form of cash. So yeah. having some savings that give you a window so that actually you can try before you buy and if you're not in a position where you can walk straight into earning money, yeah. then you've got a window where it's going to be yeah, st- somewhat stress-free before yeah. you need to turn that tap on. Yeah. And I, if I had started this and I didn't have that cash buffer, I'd be terrified. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm quite anxious. Hey, but um, I... See, I... So I've got a pot of cash and I thought, I'm just going to keep everything going. And this is what sort of, I discussed it with my husband before because he's very into financial planning. Um, and I thought, I'm just going to take the money out of savings that I know is how much I spend each month and sort of for the mortgage, for childcare, for shoes, for whatever, and put it in, so it's sitting in my current account. And I don't, you know, part of the reason that I did this going freelance was a lifestyle choice and I thought I don't want to be on bread and water this time while I am not earning I yeah. want you know I'm doing it because I want the lifestyle that I've got so I put the money into my into my current accounts so it's just sitting there so I don't I thought if I see the number there it's kind of reassuring isn't it that, yeah and um, and also I'm very lazy and I only had to do one transaction um so I put the money there and I thought no that's it I've got that safety net and when I have a total wobble and think, oh my God, I'm never, I'm not going to get paid. I'm not, I don't know, I think it's okay. It's, it's there. Yeah. I'm not going to be thrown out my home. But if I didn't have that, that would be very scary. Yeah. So I, yeah, hats off to people who start off without that buffer and just dive in the deep end. And um, also, I mean, it's benefit being a bit older that, you know, I've been working for a long time. Yeah. And also that might also just be the tip for if you're thinking about going self-employed and you perhaps don't have that cash buffer that George is describing, you know, if you can tolerate it or if you're in a position to continue in your employed life for a little bit longer to build up that that yeah. buffer, you know, and and take the time to plan and think about how you're going to, then that might be a useful, good use of time anyway. Yeah. So Georgia, before I let you go, um, something you said to me recently, which I thought was really interesting around how you could categorize why you're doing something um, or how you bucket the work that you're up to can you share that and yeah so this is um totally stolen from somebody whose name I don't know I 
So I can't can't take any credit and I can't actually credit the person who came up with it. But they said that if you are looking at taking on some work, you should make sure that it basically fits one of four categories, four Fs. And I love dropping the F word. So yeah, you've done really well. <laughs> We're not quite finished yet, but you haven't haven't dropped any swear words. So I'm really impressed. I really I'm I'm really proud of myself. But yeah, just to go in with the F bomb. So you, it has to basically if you're looking at taking on a piece of work, you have to say, is it fun? Will it make me a fortune? Will it give me fame or you know, promote me, like build my build my brand, build my network, you know, the number of people who know about what I do. Um, and will it push me forward? So for me, a lot of what I'm doing at the moment is um, the sort of fame forward is um, so that I can meet more people because going to networking events and also the sort of pushing me forward. So that, you know, a few months ago, I would have said that my entire marketing expertise is in financial services. And now I've been writing leaflets for charities, doing grant applications, doing a whole website overhaul and social media strategy for lifestyle brands. And that's, it's not, it's not work that's paid, but it's fun. I've absolutely loved it. And um, it's pushing me forward. It's allowing me to practice, you know, what, so it's, building my confidence because I think yeah I can I can definitely do it and it's pushing the business forward because I can now say that I'm you know I've delivered results for a business that's not financial services yeah I like that so the the four f's hopefully that um is something that everyone listening can take can take away and certainly for me we've definitely ticked off the first f this has been a really fun episode um had a really good great like chatting to you and I can't believe we've been talking about Sheep as lawnmowers, <laughs> from sheep talking about sheep as lawnmowers through to the importance of having a cash buffer when you go self-employed and the serious stuff of it and, yeah. and the fun side. So Georgia, that's been great chatting to you. I'm so pleased you came on and did an episode, and hopefully we can catch up in a few weeks or months' time or in the new year to see how things are going. I know I'm doing well now. I think you know what you're doing already. <laughs> you're on to a winner. And thanks everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I will put a link to George's site in our episode comments so you can have a look and give her a follow. I promise you there's lots of witty and pun-filled um, content that you can read there. And keep an eye out for the next episode. We'll speak to you soon. Bye.